Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, for this week's episode, I got to talk with Dr. Sasha Shilkut about confidence, empowerment, and gender bias. I hope you enjoy her wisdom and boldness as much as I did. So let's get going. Welcome to the podcast, Sasha. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here and to speak with you and hang out with you for the next uh, half hour or so or hour. I'm just honored to be on the show. Yes. Yes. It's always so fun to me to to be able to just hop on, you know, don't know you, but be able to have a conversation. (laughs) It is, it is so fun for me to be able to do this. So why don't you start us off and just tell us a little bit about you and, and what your life is like right now. So I live in Omaha, Nebraska, in the middle of the United States. I am a cardiac anesthesiologist at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. So I take care of people that are undergoing open heart surgery the majority Mm. of my days. And I found myself about five years ago in the middle of a significant time of burnout. Mm. And I'm a busy mom. I have four kids and a wonderful husband. Um, But I felt like I was doing all the things and yet failing at all the things. (laughs) And the Lord really led me to some deep introspection. And through that, I formed a company called Brave Enough and I got back on my feet. I kind of found my authentic self again. And now here I am five years later, uh, just wrote my first book called Between Grit and Grace, The Art of Being Feminine and Formidable. So my days normally look, uh, they can look varied. You know, some days uh, I'm in the hospital working as an anesthesiologist. Other days I'm coaching or putting on conferences and retreats for women or writing or podcasting, uh, just trying to encourage women to embrace their unique traits and invest in themselves. Because I think women struggle to take time for self-investment. You know, we're so good at taking care of our students or our Mm -hmm. family or our patients or our parents, or, you know, we find people to take care of. Even if we don't have children, we find like dogs and neighbors to care for. (laughs) So so I think we, we do everything there is for other people, but we oftentimes neglect our own self, personal and professional development. So that's what I'm really Mm -hmm. passionate about these days. Yeah. And so you just wrote a book about it, right? So tell us about between, between great and grace and kind of what, what led you to that? So this book is really, it's, it's how I learned um, myself to lead in my family and also to lead my community and my workplace. And in my 30s, I think I went through this kind of self-reflection uh, where I was, like I described, I was very burned out and feeling like I just went through this decade of my life where I don't even know who I am anymore. And I recognized that I was trying to succeed as a man because all of my mentors and leaders and people I looked up to in my work environment were men. Hmm. So I had this constant internal conflict and there was part of me that was 
authoritative and assertive and as bossy because that's what I have to be to be a doctor. Um, And it's also who I am as an expert in anesthesiology. But when I would act in those ways, I felt like people would look at me like, oh gosh, here she is. She's coming out really strong or or they the society doesn't really appreciate or accept women when they lead that way. And then mm-hmm. on the other side of me is I'm I'm someone who receives and gives a lot of grace because I need it in my life. And so I may be taking charge one minute and very assertive, but then the next minute I would find myself like crying with a patient and I would have to try to hide those tears because mm-hmm. I also felt like there was this conflict, like I was not very strong or I was not put together or I was weak because I was showing emotion. And so I think what the book is about is it really encourages women to be both of those things that it's okay to be both of those things. Mm. You don't have to pick one or the other. You know, there's women that are more collaborators and team builders. And a lot of times what they face is something called social backlash. So they're the woman that everybody likes, but people don't think can lead. (laughs) And then on the other side, you know, you have women that are more gritty or outgoing or a little more assertive and they're the woman that people trust to lead, but they don't want to invite them for coffee. But those women need friendships and support just as much as the other women need leadership opportunities. Mm -hmm. So that's what the book is about. It's really a self-reflection workbook. There's lots of, um, there's lots of pieces throughout the book that ask you to pause and go internal. Cause I think women struggle to find time where they just self reflect. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that it will encourage women to find their own grit and grace and embrace both of those things. Mm. That is so cool. I really appreciate that. It's like, you know, more of a reflection kind of analyzing like, okay, where, where are we a little bit, you know, falling short in this area? How can we grow, you know, to be able to kind of reflect on that? So, you know, what would you say are kind of like some of the, I don't know, warning signs or just, just things that maybe even we can be aware of in our own, uh, workplaces, things right now where, where, where gender bias might kind of be, uh, falling through the cracks, we may not be realizing it kind of thing. Like what are some things that you think we could kind of start to be aware of? That's a great question. And I think that, you know, in our twenties, you know, certainly in my twenties, I was just trying to check all the boxes and I was Mm. trying to figure out the best way to be a, be a wife or, you know, find my mate, uh, get, you know, get married and figure out how to, you know, balance my checkbook and pay my bills yes. and go adulting. to and go, <laughs> adulting. Yes. And, <laughs> and I think I checked a lot of boxes and I looked around and I saw that, wait a minute, there's this conflict because how I got here, how I got to like medical school was being very obedient, you know, raising mm-hmm. my hand, earning gold stars. And that's how we as women are taught to gain success in high school and elementary school and college. But then when I got to the real work life, I was like, whoa, that's not going to work because I tried being obedient and waiting for somebody to call on me. And I just got overlooked and overpassed by men who were like, oh, 
they they need somebody to do that. Well, I would look at the I would look at the job description and be like, well, I don't I don't have all those qualifications. Where my male colleague would have even less qualifications, but he was like, well, I'm going to go for it, and then he would get promoted. Mm. Oh my so goodness! So I, you know, I think sometimes we have to recognize that when we make that transition from college or undergraduate school to our career, some of the skills that we as women have learned to be successful and how we've achieved success don't really work in the workplace. And so I think that I didn't, I didn't, it took me about a decade to really see and understand gender bias in my work environment. Mm -hmm. And now I see it a lot. I see how women work so hard in the, in the work environment, just as men do, but they're often not recognized because they either don't see themselves as being an option to lead, or they don't see themselves as being worthy of that promotion, or they've gone up for promotion and they've been rejected. So they just kind of say, okay, that's, I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Or they're just not seen because of their personality traits as someone who can lead even yeah. though they may have all the experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hmm. Ugh, that is so crazy. And it's, I, I see it like even in my friends and things like that. Um, and it's, you know, it's something that, like you said, especially uh, with, you were talking about how we grow up, you know, getting grades, getting, you know, just, it totally fuels those personality types that are very like achievement based or, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting to check those boxes. That's how you're like trained up to think is like, yes, you know, I perform and then I get some sort of evaluation or grade on this. And so we're like trained to believe that. And then when you get to the the real world, it doesn't work (laughs) like that. And then, like you said, there's all those extra, you know, uh, things that come with gender bias and things like that, that come with it. And so, uh, it's hard to navigate. So I'm glad that it's something that, that you are talking about. Um, and so where, where maybe do you feel like we're, tr- we're trying as women to kind of gain our confidence, to be able to kind of like build ourselves up in, uh, in just, in just everyday life? Yeah. So I talk about this in the book. I talk about how confidence is contagious hmm. and that confidence, we think, we think it comes from success. So like if I achieve X, I will be successful and that will make me confident. But the truth is that confidence comes from taking action. Mm. So even if you apply for a job or you apply for a, a, you know, a grant or a fellowship program or a training program or something in that, that you want to do, but maybe you want to write a book or start a podcast, even if you try and fail, you probably will gain more confidence than if you just don't try things outside of what you think you're capable of. And so, so I think it's a mindset shift and then we can really empower one another as women. We can help each other be confident because if you think about how you would talk to your best friend, it's probably very different than how you talk internally to yourself at times. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. And so, you know, if you said, Hey, Sasha, I really want to write a book. I, I want to write this new book. I want to, I want to write it on this topic, but I'm having a lot of imposter syndrome. I don't know if I can actually do it. Um, I would probably give you all the objective ways that you could achieve this and give you, you know, factual information like Emma, you, you could totally do this. 
Mm-hmm. And I would, I would give you, but that's not often how we talk to ourselves. So <laughs> no confidence <laughs> can be contagious when we have friends that can really empower us and give us the facts and ask us like, well, what are the thoughts that you're having that are actually defeating your goals or defeating your own self-confidence? So I always tell women, the first thing to do is just take action. Even if you don't feel brave or courageous, taking action is a confidence builder. Just try it, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It is so true. I'm just thinking, you know, so much about how, you know, I've heard like the phrase that um, the things that you tell yourself, you would never tell to somebody else. So why do we say it to ourselves? Um, Yes. And it kind of goes back to that reflection piece too of, you know, what are, what are you believing about yourself that is keeping mm. you from being able to take action? So I wonder if, you know, that's something else that, you know, we just need to be reflecting on. Like if you have some dream or you have some way that something you're wanting to achieve and something is keeping you from it, then yeah, what is it that you're believing about yourself uh, that is not true? And how can you kind of like form and change that, Right. Yes. And that's why the gender bias piece is really also important because it helps women go, oh, it's not me. It's it's our society norm and expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when we're rejected for something or we feel like we've worked really hard, but you know we're not recognized for our achievements, um, we start thinking that we are the problem. Like, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me? I guess I'm just the problem. I, I'm not in a, you know, I'm no good at this or no good at that. And when we actually learn, oh, this is actually gender bias, which most of it is unconscious bias. Nobody's meaning to try to hold you back or hold women down, but it happens. Right. Um, we can go, oh, this is actually a societal thing. This isn't like a Sasha issue or an Emma issue. Um, and I can, these are the steps I can take to kind of improve my, op, you know, my chances or educate people around me. And it's not my fault. It's not like a flaw within me because mm-hmm. I think that leads women to then struggle with confidence even more. Mm-hmm. Cause we think, oh, it's my problem. It's something that I'm doing. Right. Right. When really maybe it's even like somebody's manipulated us to think that or. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, somewhere in that area. Oh, did you, did you ever kind of, were you ever in that spot? Like, was it, was it in your twenties? Was it, you know, when were you ever like in that spot where you felt like, uh, oh, nope, can't do this. You're telling yourself things. And, and how did you kind of get out of that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I definitely think that in my twenties, I started to see, oh, this, this, the, the achiever, you know, checking the boxes and earning gold stars and waiting for, to speak while her hand is up is Mm. not, not getting me anywhere. And, uh, this is really like an internal struggle because this is how I've been achieving my whole life up until now. And I think I, I didn't have the, the knowledge to realize that maybe this is gender bias and these are the tactics I can use. So what I did was I just adapted. I just became less of who I really was to try to fit Mm. the mold and to try to succeed. And, 
and try to survive, you know? Um, and then when I was in my thirties, I found success in my career, but the problem was that I found success, not like my authentic, in my authentic state. Right. So that also was very painful because here I am succeeding doing things, but half of the things I was doing, I didn't even want to be doing. Mm-hmm. I just did because someone told me, oh, you should do this because you're good at this or you sh- you know, this is what you should do. And so I, mm-hmm. so that was a problem because I built my career, not truly as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? So yeah, I, yeah. I think that's why I burned out and why I wrote the book is because I want women, whatever level they're at. If they're in their twenties, I, I love that this is your audience because I want them to read this so they can say, wait a minute, I'm not going to sacrifice who I am to please X, Y, and Z. I'm going to, I'm going to succeed as me. I'm going to build this career or start, you know, this or, or find my soulmate as me, not as somebody, what the world's telling me Mm. or someone else is telling me I should do, because this is what women do. We just comply with kind of the societal norms of our organizations or our workplaces. And I'm going to do it as me. And then if you're in your thirties and you're reading the book, you know, you're also going to be able to do some self-reflection and go, wait a minute, is, am I really doing things I want to be doing? Cause I know so many women are in the, in their thirties and early forties, or even in, in their fifties going like, is this really what I, what I signed up for, you know? And yeah. so I think there's, there's something in there for everyone. And that's why I wrote the book as a, as a guide and a self-reflection. So I heard a lot in there about just like in your twenties feeling like you couldn't be yourself, right? Because of so much was changing who you are. You thought, "Mm, okay, well, I might as well just change who I am to try to fit the mold of society, Mm -hmm. you know, which is so sad, but I feel like it's, so common and and can be happening uh can be happening to us and we don't even realize it so you know what do you have any advice for us as far as just like being aware of um you know making sure we are being true to ourselves being authentic in ourselves yes I think the biggest thing that you that we can do is self-investment time is time with ourselves and time obviously in the word and just the more we spend time alone um the more we have clarity about Mm. who we are supposed to be and our and our purpose and our and our passion in life and I think in today's society when we find we're so busy we're constantly engaged we're constantly on social media we're constantly supposed to be reading this new thing or or pulling in information you know and it's really hard for us we have 30 minutes to put mm-hmm. down our phone to turn off the television to turn off everything and to find solitude Mm-hmm. which is very different than loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that that's where we are able to really self-reflect and go, okay, wait a minute. This person I'm with is actually something not right and I don't think I should be in this relationship because I'm not able to be who I truly am or this friend or this influence I have um or what I'm watching or what I'm reading is leading me away from who I really am or this job that I'm in 
I have this, these mentors who, or a boss or employees or colleagues who are pulling me away or pushing me in a direction. And actually that's not my purpose in life. That's not my passion. But I think if we don't self-reflect, we can't see that we just have discontentment. So I, again, I, I think it's so important. And that's like why I built my company is to make Mm -hmm. sure that women know it's okay to spend time alone with yourself. It's actually so important to get clarity on who you are. Mm, That is so true. And I think it's becoming even harder and harder because of all of the distractions, you know, like it's, I'm becoming more and more aware. uh, And I, and I just read a book recently about this, but just that we can't even like be you know, have a moment of just like silence or, you know, it's like, as soon as the conversation dies, you pick up your phone or you can't even go to the bathroom without your yes. phone, you know, <laughs> just like, yep. you know, we are constantly, um, being entertained, you know, and, and that silence is, is, I don't know if it's scary to us or it's mm-hmm. just that we have become used to, um, having something with us at all times entertaining us. But like you said, it is just so important to find time to just sit and breathe and, um, you know, be in the word to just think about ways that you're, you know, again, believing those lies, uh, or just, you know, reflecting in general, right? Because otherwise we just continue to, to go throughout our days, um, you know, believing something and then it turns into something that you think is real about you. Um, and so I totally agree. (laughs) And I think it's something I'm trying to be more and more aware of because of just the, so many distractions that are around, you know, and I'm sure with you having a family and all of that, you know, it's like, I don't have much of an excuse. It's just me and my cat. So, you know, (laughs) I feel like it, but it still can be so easy to find things to fill our time and not sit alone, you know? Oh yes. For sure. And I don't, I mean, I don't, it it doesn't matter like whether you're single or whether you have a family or whether it, believe me, there is, there's life is busy. (laughs) And, um, I think it's really easy for us to just fill our days with all of the things, checking the boxes, but Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to say, actually, I'm going to spend the next hour by myself Mm -hmm. and I'm going to read or I'm going to write my journal. I'm going to self-reflect, um, because we're tired. And I think it's so much easier to just scroll Mm -hmm. or watch something on Netflix than face, you know, I talk to so many women and they're like, I just don't have time for myself. And so then they take my class that I teach and they get, they, they sit down for their first hour and they're afraid mm. to actually self-reflect Yeah. because, and I, I know that feeling because I've been there. I'm like, I don't want to spend an hour alone with myself. I'm kind of a mess right now. <laughs> and yes. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do the next thing that I need to do today. If I actually sit down and reflect, cause it's going to be emotional and it's going to be scary. And I don't want to think about my life. So I think it's, that's why I called my company brave enough. Cause you just have to be brave enough to get through the day. 
That yes. itself requires courage. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's every morning, Jesus, please let me yeah. <laughs> make yes, it through exactly. today. I need yes. you today. <laughs> it is Absolutely. so true. Okay, Sasha. Well, we have made it to my last three questions that I ask every guest. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. The first one is always hard, so just prepare prepare yourself but what's one thing you wish you knew as a 20 something you know I saw this question and it I got a little teary mm. <laughs> because I think I was so hard on myself in my 20s yeah and if I could say anything to my if I wish I would have known something I wish I would have known that it was okay to be me in that moment just as I was mm-hmm. uh, and love the body I had and the mind that God gave me and my just just to love my who I was at the, at that point I think I felt like I still had to be more and achieve more and I was I had to keep up with everything and I was really hard on myself and I wish I would have given myself more grace hmm. I can, I can understand that. <laughs> are you, are you a, a Enneagram three? I'm an Enneagram eight actually. Oh, no way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this whole time I'm like, she's got to be a three. <laughs> no, I'm an eight. I'm an eight. Um, <laughs> I, I do have three is like my third highest number, but um, I'm an eight and I, 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 that's why I'm kind of like, a, you know, I'm very outspoken and I'm a challenger and I'm a protector, you know, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to women. I just, I just want to protect everybody and take care of them. <laughs> yes. Okay. I see that too. That works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been very into that, into that recently. So it's, yes. it's isn't it so interesting. It is so interesting. I love it. And it helps us. I feel like just understand who we are and how to grow and it's cool. Anyways, side tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are you like reading, listening to, watching these days, Sasha? Uh, Oh goodness. Well, I am not very good at watching. I don't really watch very much. I don't even know the last time I turned on my television to be honest with you. you. I'm not a watcher of this of the things. So my husband and my kids love to watch, like they love, you know, all the Marvel stuff and, yeah. and, and Star Wars. And they're always dragging me to things and I just fall asleep in all the movies. So I don't <laughs> oh watch goodness. anything, but I am an avid reader and I do love to read. And, um, I am on vacation this week, so I'm reading a ton of books. If you follow oh, me yes. on social media, you'll see all of those, but I'm actually reading, um, rereading the Enneagram book, the, the path back to you. I love that book. Oh um, yes. And then right now I'm actually reading a book that's interesting about building your business. And, mm-hmm. um, it's called rethink, reinvent and reposition. And it's really interesting. So I like to read things that are kind of outside of the norm, you know, of what I normally read, um, which yeah. is medicine kind of related stuff. So that's what I'm reading right now. Love it. Yes. The beach is the best place to sit and read. Oh, I know. It's so <laughs> true. I just binge read like crazy. <laughs> yes. It is the ideal vacation for me. Sit on the beach, read a good book. Uh, nothing is more restful to me. So I'm glad 
you, you can do that for me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need it though, Emma. You, yes, uh, I do. The doctor, the doctor's ordering you a trip oh somewhere okay. tropical so you yeah. can sit and read and relax. <laughs> All right. I need yep, I need to tell people that. Yep, doctor ordered me to do that, so I have to. So gotta follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then lastly, what's refreshing you these days? Like anything that is just giving you life? Oh, goodness. Yeah. So I love music. Um, I love, I, I'm not musical myself, but I love music. And one of the things that I live in a place that's cold year round. I mean, not year round, but it's cold like nine months out of the year. Yeah. So I get, I've noticed the last couple of years that I kind of go into this little funk or depression in the middle of winter. So what mm. I have done, I've done a little research on sitting in the sunlight and I'm telling you it works. So mm. I find 15 minutes a day and I turn on Lauren Daigle or I turn on Sia who I love also her music <laughs> and her voice is so soothing to me. And I sit in the sun with my earbuds and I just sit there for like 15 minutes, even if it's near a window. And I'm telling you, I feel better. Mm-hmm. I kind of turn everything off. So nobody talks to me. I look like I'm sleeping or resting. I close my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> no I, one talks to me. <laughs> I pretty much have a do not disturb sign on my face. <laughs> and I sit in the sun and I'm telling you, it, Emma, it really helped me this winter get through the cold. Oh, yes. That is just a little vitamin D. It's all you need. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's so true. I, I feel the same way. Like I always seem feel like I'm a happier person in the summer when I can feel the sun <laughs> because in the winter, I feel like it is just so dark and cold and rainy yes. and, yes. and it makes it harder. But it does. It does. That's so, so true. Anytime you see the sun, get out in it. <laughs> yes. And just go, just go sit in it. Even if it's near a window, you know, even yeah. if it's zero degrees outside, if it's sunny, find yourself and put right. yourself there. Find somewhere where you can bask in the sun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lately I've been doing, uh, you know, where it's still a little bit chilly, like you said, but my apartment gets West sun. And so I had to put up like blackout curtains because in the summer in Texas, you know, it can get very, very hot. And so, uh, in the last couple of months, like you said, I, I've been opening my windows and sitting and putting on shorts, you know, and a t-shirt or a tank top and just laying there in the sun, getting the sun on my skin, even though I'm sitting in my apartment, I'm pretending like I'm laying in my bathing suit outside. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love and it, it makes a difference. Like you said, it makes such a difference. It, it, it really does. And it doesn't have to be like an hour. It could just be 15 minutes and you're like, Oh, totally. vitamin D and all, right, all the we positive go. things. Yep. Yeah. You're like ready to go, ready to conquer the world now. Yep. yep well thank you so much for coming on today Sasha I really appreciate it and I'm just thankful uh for you just speaking out about um how we can just kind of be aware of those things and uh and how to just be true to ourselves so thank you so much thank you for having me Thanks so much for listening in today. Dr. Shilkut's encouragement to find solitude amidst our busy days and self-reflect was a huge encouragement, and I'm so grateful for her time. 
I pray that this conversation empowers you to take time in your day to open your heart to what the Lord has called us to be and what his plan is for your life. And if you like what you heard today, I would love if you would take a moment to rate and review the podcast. I've learned so much from the guests on this show, and I would love to share their wisdom with other 20-somethings. So take action, girl, and have some confidence. Stay fresh, my people.